This is Space Time Series 24, episode 144, for broadcast on the 29th of December 2021. Coming up on Space Time, evidence of a dark matter-free galaxy, the asteroid Euripides reveals some of its secrets, and as Russia continues to mass troops along its border with the Ukraine, Moscow launches a new classified military satellite. All that and more coming up on Space Time. Welcome to Space Time with Stuart Gary. Astronomers think they've found evidence of what could be a dark matter-free galaxy. Scientists don't exactly know what dark matter is but they know it exists because they can see its influence gravitationally on regular matter, holding galaxies together as they spin. Although dark matter remains a mysterious invisible substance, it makes up over three quarters of all the matter in the universe. So, there's a lot of it around. Previous studies have concluded that galaxies form inside halos of dark matter. So, finding a dark matter-free galaxy is puzzling. A report in the Journal of the Monthly Notice of the Royal Astronomical Society claims astronomers found no trace of dark matter in the galaxy AGC 114905, located some 250 million light-years away. It's one of six galaxies identified by astronomers, which appear to contain little to no dark matter, despite more than 40 hours of detailed measurements using the Very Large Array Radio Telescope in New Mexico. The study's lead author, Pavel Mancera-Pina, from the University of Groningen and Astron in the Netherlands, says AGC 114905 is an ultra-diffuse dwarf galaxy. He says the name dwarf galaxy refers to its luminosity, not its size. That's because it's about as physically big as our own Milky Way, but contains something like a thousand times fewer stars. The prevailing idea has been that all galaxies, and certainly ultra-diffuse dwarf galaxies, can only exist if they're held together by large amounts of dark matter. Now, the previous hypothesis suggested that a galaxy could be stripped of its dark matter by another large nearby galaxy. The problem is there are none near AGC 114905. Penis says even the most reputed galaxy formation framework, the so-called cold dark matter model, wouldn't work without the introduction of extreme parameter values far beyond the usual range. And even a modified Newtonian dynamics model, an alternative theory to cold dark matter, still isn't able to reproduce the motions of the gases seen within this galaxy. Another option the estimated angle at which the astronomers think they're observing the galaxy would also need to deviate far beyond their best estimates before there's room for dark matter again. The authors have now begun a detailed study of a second ultra-diffuse galaxy. And if they again fail to trace any signs of dark matter in this galaxy, it'll make their case for dark matter-poor galaxies even stronger. This space-time. Still to come... The asteroid Euripides reveals some of its secrets, and as Russia builds up a force of more than 100,000 troops along its border with the Ukraine, Moscow sends a new classified military satellite into orbit. All that and more still to come on Space Time.
Okay, let's take a break from our show for a word from our sponsor, NordVPN. So, why do you think you need a VPN or virtual private network? Well, for a start, it gives you extra security. And the more security you have, the better you'll be, especially on the Wild West world of the internet. The sad truth is there are lots of people out there who are working 24-7 pretty well to compromise your security, trying to get your private information. And of course, let's not forget the importance of protecting your kids, your bank details, passwords, and setting you up for ransomware. They may be simply wanting your identity so they can use it for their own illicit purposes, posing as you online. And the first you know about it is when you get a bill for something you never bought. Then there's that issue of geo-blocking that we run across from time to time. And if you're on a Wi-Fi network, you'll want that extra security because after all, public Wi-Fi is a haven for hackers. And so a VPN service will help you. Okay, enough of the scary stuff. As a space-time listener, NordVPN's offering you a special limited-time deal, a two-year deal for just $3.16 US per month. And you'll get a month for free. So that's just $79 for 25 months, saving you 73% on the regular price of NordVPN. And NordVPN's reputation for quality speaks for itself. It's the fastest in the business and the most secure VPN around. And of course, by taking advantage of our special offer for NordVPN, you'll be hoping to support our show. So why not come and check it out? Just go to our special URL, that's nordvpn.com slash stuartgary, that's S-T-U-A-R-T-G-A-R-Y, nordvpn.com forward slash stuartgary, and you can check out this great deal for yourself. And don't forget, there's also a 30-day money-back guarantee. So why not give it a try? You've got nothing to lose and so much to gain. That's nordvpn.com slash stuartgary. And you'll find those URL details in the show notes and on our website. And now, it's back to our show. You're listening to Space Time with Stuart Gary. Astronomers have used the blink of a distant star to determine the size of an asteroid in orbit near Jupiter. The event, known as an occultation, involved the Jovian Trojan asteroid Eurybides passing directly in front of a distant background star and briefly blocking out its light. An occultation is an event where one celestial object passes in front of another object, blocking the latter object from the observer's view. Now, of course, the best-known example of this is a solar eclipse, which occurs when the moon passes directly between the sun and the earth, blocking the sun from our view. Eurybides is one of the asteroids that NASA's Lucy mission will visit over the next 12 years during its exploration of Jupiter's Trojans. Trojan asteroids are remnants of the early solar system, with the largest ones named after characters of Greek mythology. The Jovian Trojans are asteroids caught in gravitational wells created by Jupiter and the Sun. These asteroids are grouped together into swarms located around 60 degrees behind and ahead of Jupiter as it orbits around the Sun. Their locations with the gravitational force of the Sun and Jupiter balance each other out, so any asteroids caught there tend to remain in stable orbits. And NASA's Lucy spacecraft is on a mission to explore a number of these asteroids, including Eurybides. Lucy was launched from the Cape Canaveral Space Force Station in Florida back on October the 16th. It'll help astronomers determine what the Trojan asteroids are made of and where in the solar system they were formed billions of years ago. Eurybides is somewhere around 20 kilometres wide. 
but by watching the occultation and timing its exact length, astronomers have a better idea about its true diameter and also its shape, information which will be useful when Lucy does a close flyby of the space rock. But of course, being at the right place at the right time to catch the occultation was key to getting the data, and a spot near Las Vegas on October the 20th was perfect. The light from the distant star blinked out for just a brief moment, so minuscule it would have been easy to miss. But the occultation saw a 300-kilometre-wide shadow of the asteroid pass over the region. By spreading out inside the shadow's predicted path across Nevada, astronomers were able to measure Euripides with an accuracy of several hundred metres, determining not only its size, but also its shape. The information will be used by astronomers to supplement the data gathered by the Lucy spacecraft's close flyby of Euripides in 2027. See, after Lucy reaches each asteroid, scientists will be able to measure the asteroid's mass. That information, combined with size and shape data from flybys, occultations and other techniques, will help reveal the density of each asteroid, and density tells scientists about composition, or whether an asteroid's made mostly of ice or rocks. Scientists hope to compare the compositions of the Trojan asteroids in order to figure out if they all came from the same place or from different parts of the solar system, and how the Trojans relate to other asteroids. This report from NASA TV. On October 20th, 2021, dozens of astronomers gathered near Las Vegas. They pointed their telescopes at the sky and waited for the moment that the light from a faraway star blinked out. It was an event so minuscule it would have been easy to miss. Yet the data gathered by scientists from those few seconds helped contribute to the success of NASA's Lucy mission. As the astronomers observed the star, it appeared to blink out as asteroid Euripides passed in front of it. Euripides is one of seven Trojan asteroids Lucy will visit over the next 12 years. The Trojans are clustered in two swarms that orbit the sun at the same distance as Jupiter, though they're as far away from Jupiter as they are from the sun. These asteroids are remnants of the early solar system, and by analyzing them up close, scientists can hone the theory of how the planets formed and ended up in their current locations. As Euripides eclipsed the star, a phenomenon scientists call an occultation took place, whereby a shadow the size of the asteroid passed over the region. The best known example of an occultation is a solar eclipse, which occurs when the moon passes between the sun and earth, blocking the sun from our view. Leading up to the occultation, astronomers predict the asteroid's shadow's path across Earth and set up dozens of telescopes along a line that's perpendicular to that path. Spread out under the asteroid's shadow, they count the seconds the starlight blinks out as the asteroid passes in front. Using the asteroid's known velocity, it is possible to calculate its width. By observing multiple occultations of the same asteroid, scientists can catch different sides of the asteroid and combine their two-dimensional silhouette projections into a three-dimensional shape model. Observing an occultation is one of the most reliable tools scientists have to gather information about Lucy's target asteroids and prepare for flybys of each of the mission's targets. The team will continue to observe occultations until Lucy's last flyby of Patroclus in 2033. This is Space Time. Still to come, with more than 100,000 Russian troops now building up on the Ukrainian border, Moscow launches a classified military payload into orbit. And Astra have finally reached orbit with their latest rocket attempt. All that and more still to come on Space Time. 
Russia has launched a classified military payload into orbit. The mission was launched aboard a Soyuz 21B rocket from the Plesetsk Cosmodrome in northern Russia. The launch comes as Moscow masses more than 100,000 troops along its border with the Ukraine and calls by the United States and NATO not to further escalate the situation there. The Kremlin won't comment on the nature of the launch, but we understand that it's a Tundra early warning satellite. These form part of Moscow's Kupol, or Dome, anti-ballistic missile system, which became operational in 2019. The spacecraft was deployed into a highly elliptical 1,626 by 38,552-kilometre-high Molnir orbit, which is typical for Tundra satellites. Molnir orbits are designed to provide extended duration over polar regions. Russia has previously launched Tundra satellites in 2015, 2017, 2019 and 2020. These spacecraft are equipped with advanced infrared sensing equipment designed to detect the thermal signature of a missile, thereby allowing Moscow to track the missile from its launch right through to its intended target, with the aim of providing targeting data for interceptors. They also carry secure emergency communications payloads designed to be used in case of nuclear war. This is space time. Still to come, Astra finally reaches orbit with their latest rocket launch, and later in the science report, a new study suggests that a daily dose of yogurt could help fight high blood pressure. All that and more still to come on space time. California company Astra Space have finally achieved orbit insertion with their latest rocket launch. The 11.6-metre-tall Astra Rocket 3 was launched from the Alaska Pacific Spaceport Complex at Kodiak carrying a 150-kilogram U.S. Space Force demonstration payload. The successful flight follows a series of unsuccessful attempts over several years. Astra reached space for the first time back in August 2020, but it failed to achieve orbit insertion after the third stage had the wrong fuel and oxidizer mixture ratios. A launch attempt back in August this year also failed to reach orbit when one of the rocket's five main engines shut down just a second after liftoff, causing the vehicle to drift sideways. Mission managers were forced to trigger a self-destruct order aborting the mission two minutes and 30 seconds downrange at an altitude of 50 kilometers. This is Space Time. And time now to take another brief look at some of the other stories making news in science this week with a science report. A new study shows that around three in five people have some sort of mild reaction to their first dose of a COVID-19 vaccine, and around four in five have one after their second dose. But serious adverse effects such as anaphylaxis only affect about 0.3% of first-timers and 0.2% of people having their second shot. The findings, reported in the Journal of the American Medical Association, looked at vaccination responses from some 20,000 people. Mild reactions included fatigue, muscle pain, headaches, chills, injection site pain, joint pain and fever, and were more common in younger people, in women, people who were pregnant and those who already had COVID-19. 
Meanwhile, new research shows that people who've had the Pfizer COVID-19 booster jab are 10 times less likely to get infected and nearly 18 times less likely to get severe infection compared to those who don't get the third booster. The data reported in the New England Journal of Medicine comes from nearly 4.7 million people over the age of 16 in Israel, which has had one of the fastest and most comprehensive vaccine rollouts in the world. A second study from Israel also shows that those over 50 who've received a booster in the last five months after their second jab had a 90% lower COVID-19 mortality rate than those without the booster. Almost 5.5 million people have now been killed by the COVID-19 coronavirus since it first spread out of Wuhan, China. However, the World Health Organization says the true death toll is likely to be at least double that amount with almost 300 million confirmed cases. A new study suggests that a daily dose of yoghurt may be a simple go-to snack to help people fight high blood pressure. The research by the University of South Australia looked at the association between yoghurt intake, blood pressure and cardiovascular risk factors, finding yoghurt was associated with lower blood pressure in those people with hypertension. This is because dairy foods contain a range of micronutrients, including calcium, magnesium and potassium, all of which are involved in the regulation of blood pressure. The study, reported in the International Dairy Journal, found yogurt was especially interesting because it also contains bacteria that promotes the release of proteins which are known to lower blood pressure. Scientists have discovered the first millipede which actually lives up to its name, having more than a thousand legs. It was found in a mine in eastern Australia, some 60 metres below ground. The discovery, published in the journal Scientific Reports, says the newly found animal has 1,306 legs, more than any other millipede. The previous record holder was around 750 legs. Scientists studied four members of the new species, finding they have long thread-like bodies with up to 330 segments, their eyeless have short legs and cone-shaped heads with antennae and a beak and apparently very tired from cleaning all those shoes. Counting down to CES, the world's largest consumer electronics show, a new creaseless foldable cell phone, and the search engine that keeps your secrets. With the details on these stories and more, we're joined by technology editor Alex Harov-Royt from ity.com. DuckDuckGo is the privacy search engine that uh, people have heard about for years, and they just put out a blog post stating that it's going to release a desktop browser in 2022. Now, they already have a mobile browser. And in fact, in the blog post, they were saying, look, if you've tried DuckDuckGo in years gone by, try it again today because it's got much better results and it's a much better experience than before. And with their mobile browser, they have this uh, button called the Fire button. And this button uh, effectively closes all of the open tabs and wipes out all the cookies and uh, other information that uh, is is normally collected by browsers. So, you know, although privacy is a major part of their ethos, uh, the company says that like it's done on mobile, the desktop version will, they say, redefine the user expectations of everyday online privacy. They're promising no complicated settings, no misleading warnings, no levels of privacy protection, just robust privacy fault across search, browsing, email, and more. So they're saying that they're not going to be forking Chromium, uh, but Instead, we'll use the rendering engine of the operating system you're using. What does that mean, rendering engine? Well, what's that? Well, it's it's the uh, web browser that's built into operating systems. So whatever the default rendering engine of that operating system is, 
it's just going to piggyback on top of that. I've got a Windows computer, so... Well, in theory, it means it's uh, it's using Chromium, but perhaps yeah. there's a, a different... I mean, they haven't gone into exact detail, but they say that with mobile phones, the mobile phone has a default rendering engine. So that's one that's already built in, that's already able to uh, read web pages. And by doing that, they say that they're stripping away all of the unnecessary cruft and clutter that's accumulated over time in major browsers. So they're basically promising that it's a clean and simple interface. It's got the fire button that closes all those tabs and purges browser data and that it will be ready to become your everyday browsing app as opposed to a privacy-focused search engine. It's private by default. And they say the testers uh, who've used it, comparing it to Chrome, they say it's much faster and more private and cleaner. So I look forward to trying it out. There are a number of privacy-focused browsers already on the market, but DuckDuckGo does have a cachet. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to try it out. Matt, you're going to CES. Tell us about CES, the world's biggest consumer electronics show. Yeah, it's held in Las Vegas every year. Now, 2021, it was cancelled. It was virtual only. But this year, they're bringing it back as a hybrid event, both physical and you'll be able to connect virtually to watch all of the different keynotes. And look, you've been able to watch keynotes and other uh, sessions online for some time. But of course, in the age of COVID and remote working, hybrid working, not everybody wants to go to an event, especially with Omicron supposedly uh, really going ballistic in the US. But look, I've got the Stoggles, which are these, uh, they look like normal glasses, but they have safety glasses type of uh, oh, So they don't let spray get into your eyes. Well, I've got things on the side and things yeah. on the top, so you can't easily put your finger in your eye and scratch your ah, eye. Ah, right. You know, if you, and, uh, and they're anti-fog, anti-glare, anti-blue light, and uh, they look like normal glasses, but they they are protective. And I've got uh, plenty of masks. I have UVC sanitization boxes to sanitize masks and phones and keys and remotes and other things like that. I've got a bigger UVC sanitization box that's big enough to put my shoes in if I wanted to sanitize those, but it could fold down into an inch in size. Another thing I bought, a, something called Silver Grip gloves. Now, now, these gloves originally were meant to be copper coated with silver, which is all self-sanitizing. Yeah, period. basically, Even uh, bra- bacteria hates them, and, and so does some right. viruses. Yeah, and uh, the reason why they had brass doorknobs was because they were also antibacterial, so I've read. So this is a fabric that's coated with 13% silver, and uh, they've, they've got um, these, uh, like a pouch that's coated in copper. So those two things together are meant to be self-sanitizing. So I've got those, which are much more comfortable than wearing latex or, or latex-similar gloves, you know, that your hands don't sweat. And uh, I've got plenty of um, sanitizer and wipes and all sorts of things. So Did you grab an antigen about... test kit? But anyway, so I, I got the uh, rapid antigen test. I haven't tried one yet, but uh, I've got to have, you know, special COVID test 24 hours before I depart. I've had to fill out all sorts of forms. I got my third booster shot today. I will do everything I can to stay safe. There's going to be plenty of hand sanitizer, everybody has to wear masks. Uh, so it's going to be a very different CES, but uh, I look forward to seeing all the new things in terms of automation, AI, robots, smart assistants, you know, cell phones and tablets, the latest PCs, autonomous cars, you know, 5G, cybersecurity, the latest anti-COVID health gadgets. There should be a lot of those, various accessories and wearables, digital payments, and plenty more. So I'll uh, have a good report for you in early January. I look forward to it. There's a new foldable phone. This is a creaseless version. Yeah, it's called the Oppo Find N, and it's only being launched in China. But if you've ever used the Samsung Fold or Flip smartphone, or you've seen one in stores, you know that the phone has a crease down the middle of the screen, which you can feel with your finger. It's sort of almost, at least with a flip phone, it's where you sort of your thumb is swiping up and down. But the Oppo Find N is billed as a creaseless foldable phone. Now, this is from Android Central, who's had some hands-on time with it. And the Oppo Find N is using some sort of a teardrop mechanism that effectively gives you a completely flat 
display. Now, originally I heard that it was 80% less noticeable, which doesn't mean it's 100% less noticeable, but so far the reviews have said, well, there's no creep. And the interesting thing is that Samsung is the company that is providing the foldable display, the foldable glass, very thin glass that goes on top of this display. And so it makes me think that Samsung's fold and Flip 4 5G coming presumably sometime in 2022 will have a similar technology so that you're finally able to get a folding phone that has no crease. So completely flat the way you expect your smartphone to be, but then you can fold it and put it in your pocket. And I've been using the Samsung Flip 3 5G and it's cool. I mean, everyone loves it. Everyone loves to play with it and, and see it and they all wonder when I, Apple will do something similar. Apparently, Apple is going to release something similar in a couple of years. Uh, and uh, I also read rumors that Apple was going to have a periscope lens with the iPhone 15 in a couple of years' time. So a lot of these developments happen on Android. Lens? Yeah. Huawei had one of the Huawei had a periscope lens in uh, 2018, and it was uh, enabled them to, instead of the lens peering out the back, the lens goes up the screen. It's got a little prism that uh, bends the light 90 degrees. And so you can have a longer series of lenses that goes up the phone rather than sticking out of the back of the phone to give you a five times or a ten times optical zoom okay. lens. And this is something that, you know, we often see the Android side of the fence releasing all sorts of things and Apple does it later, but Apple does it once the technology has matured. So yeah. the fact that we now have phones that are creaseless, for example, bodes well for a future iPhone that can flip down in half or turn into a sort of iPad mini. Uh, and uh, it's also interesting to note that the Oppo Find N, which is China only, doesn't support the stylus, whereas the Samsung Galaxy Fold does support the stylus. And uh, that's a difference that's going to be of interest and of use to some people. And of course, you can buy the Samsung Galaxy Fold series globally. We'll probably see the Oppo Fold N appearing in the rest of the world sometime in 2022 or perhaps an updated model. That's Alex Sahara-Wright from ITY.com. That's the show for now. Spacetime is available every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday through Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Spotify, Acast, Amazon Music, Bytes.com, SoundCloud, YouTube, your favorite podcast download provider, and from Spacetime with StuartGary.com. Spacetime's also broadcast through the National Science Foundation on Science Zone Radio and on both iHeartRadio and TuneIn Radio. And you can help to support our show by visiting the Spacetime store for a range of promotional merchandising goodies. Or by becoming a Spacetime patron, which gives you access to triple episode commercial free versions of the show, as well as lots of bonus audio content which doesn't go to air, access to our exclusive Facebook group and other rewards. Just go to spacetimewithstuartgary.com for full details. And if you want more space time, please check out our blog where you'll find all the stuff we couldn't fit in the show, as well as heaps of images, news stories, loads of videos, and things on the web I find interesting or amusing. Just go to spacetimewithstuartgary.tumblr.com. That's all one word, and that's Tumblr without the E. You can also follow us through at StuartGary on Twitter, at SpacetimewithStuartGary on Instagram, through our Spacetime YouTube channel. And on Facebook, just go to facebook.com forward slash Spacetime with Stuart Gary. And Spacetime is brought to you in collaboration with Australian Sky and Telescope magazine, your window on the universe. You've been listening to Spacetime with Stuart Gary. 
this has been another quality podcast production from Bytes.com. Bytes.com.